Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. All right, welcome back to Audience of One with Andrew and Dick. Wednesday, 10 a.m. on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5 and IRLoneStar.com. Of course, if you're into the podcasting, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Andrew. It's the longest intro. Oh my god, I get tired of doing it. Yeah. Well, I was, I was thinking to myself, is he forgetting everything that he's saying right now? So he's just scrambling. I, like, no, like I literally go to Facebook's bed. Facebook's a word. Facebook is a word. <laughs> we could say that, right? That's that, that counts, right? Oh man, no. I I just I, we've got so many different platforms, and I just I'm like, oh my gosh, got to rattle yeah, through. It's silly. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm thinking we should probably do Spotify, Stitcher at some point. I don't know. I'm too lazy to probably set that yeah. stuff up, but maybe someday. It's the spam mail I'm afraid of. It definitely has increased yeah. for me since I started the show, yeah. no doubt. It happens. So how's the uh, how's the Boy Scout uh, badges going? I know you're you're sleeping outside to uh, uh, to earn those. How's that going? Yeah, the uh, the next thing I'm doing is I was in a competition this weekend with the fine arts. So they had all these people oh, playing yes. the piano, vocal, violin, and I said I wanted to try. And these people have been doing it for 20 years since they were born. <laughs> Right. And they wouldn't let me on stage. No. Yeah. The nerve of them. I know. Gosh. Wow. So that's my next badge. Okay. Nice. Nice. Man, there were so many crazy stories that happened this week. So many things that I wanted to bring to air. Yeah. I, tra- I traveled again for work. And of course, anytime you travel, there's a lot of things that you can observe that are probably things that people can relate to that I really wanted to bring to this show. But you know what? All of that is going to have to wait. Fair enough. Because as it's promised, la- yeah, as promised last week, yeah, we have our first audience of one guest. Really? Yes. So let's please give a nice audience of one welcome to actor Steve Larkin. Morning, guys. Morning, Steve. Morning. How are you? So, uh, Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, why the heck are you here? Well, <laughs> You asked me. Oh, that's right, I did. That's right, I'm sorry. <laughs> we played golf with my son, and yeah. the next thing I know, your call is, hey, what are you doing Sunday? Yeah, I'm bothering you. Yeah, I think actually I have the undistinguished uh, merit of being the last round of golf uh, you ever played. Uh, After you played with me, you said, that's it, it I'm it, done. It, it, uh, it may be, you uh, know, I've had... Uh, let's hope not. You know, I'm old, <laughs> and stuff keeps breaking. I hear you. You know, had I, had I been to California to pick up the motorhome when we when we had played golf, mm-hmm. so it was after my my uh, triple bypass. Yes, I, I heard about that. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it's a rough go. You've had a rough go of it since the last time I saw you. Well, yeah, uh, a buddy of mine and I flew out to uh, California, and I bought I bought a motorhome out there, and we drove it back. And the last day, I'm cleaning the windshield of the motorhome. And we're like, Man, that doesn't 
Uh-oh. Yeah. That didn't feel right, you know. So we got back on Thursday, and I was supposed to go in for a checkup on Friday. I go in for the checkup, and the doctor comes in afterwards, and uh, he said, well, Mr. Larkin, we can't let you go home. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, right. That's never something. That's never, that's never good never thing good. to hear. Yeah. And he said, "Have you ever heard of the term the widowmaker?" Uh-huh. Oh, gee. and I said, "Yes." And he said, "I can't believe you're still alive." Oh my goodness. And things got worse. <laughs> yeah. When the, when the doctor gives you that kind of uh, <laughs> diagnosis, I think you say whatever needs nope. to be done. I, I can't believe that. Oh, absolutely. You didn't ask for a second opinion. Yeah, I do because that wasn't time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Wow. <laughs> exactly. You know. Well, you know, and I, well, I'm. I believe you, Doc. But <laughs> yeah, come on. We, we we need to go to another route. Let's just see. Really? It. Let's just see. You it. know, and I've got another golf game set yeah. up. You know, we need to figure and this and out. It, you know, I don't I'll, have time for heart surgery. I no. just well, they, you boy, let me tell you what, you make time. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And so anyway. Well, that, thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. Um, so, Steve, if you don't recognize him, um, I would say you're probably most known for at least here recently in the last several years, the Hallmark Channel yeah. and playing. Santa Claus, and, 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 which, by the way, you cannot name your child that, just you, in case you're wondering. I heard that the other day. Yes, that you probably heard that on our show. Yes, I did. Right here. <laughs> so just because you play Santa on TV does not mean you can go out and name your children that. No, no, and I have played a doctor on TV, but you don't want me to operate on <laughs> right. you. Right. No, it's not. No. So tell us a little bit about that. It's. I mean, I guess I don't know exactly. Maybe, you know, let's step back just a bit here. We know that I, I just let the cat out of the bag and, and, and said that you... Uh, we're on the Hallmark Channel of Santa Claus, but let's step back a little bit and just how did you get into this game of acting to begin with? I know it's probably a story that you have told a lot, but and the audience uh, of one here has yeah, not heard it. So uh, uh, tell us a little bit. I think it's pretty interesting. Well, it's it's uh, <clears throat> definitely interesting, I guess. Uh, I had a friend of mine years ago named Randy Wilson. He was from Bryan. Very talented man. And he went to he was on Broadway for 25 years. And he decided, I've had enough of New York. And he came back to Bryan and started a, a theater company. And uh, we went to the same church. And every Christmas, we our church had a big, fancy deal, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I was always the narrator, you know, because you turn the lights out and give me give me a microphone, and I am the voice of God. You know? <laughs> I, I noticed that about you. As soon as you started talking. I... Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And uh, so we were having a rehearsal. Randy was doing some drama thing for the, the show. And I asked Randy, I said, well, so Randy, what, what play are you going to do this spring? And he said, well, we're going to do uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And I said, ooh, man, I was born to play Big Daddy. Ha, ha, ha. Now, you, at this point, you hadn't done any acting per se never, yet. Just in the my voiceover. Life. At never in my life. But you knew what Cat on a Hot Tin Roof is? I did. As a matter, you know, and uh, I... Loved the movie, and uh, Elizabeth Taylor at her mo- most beautiful, perhaps. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, oh my gosh, that white dress was fabulous. <laughs> uh, so anyway, about two months later, the phone rings and it's Randy, and he said, "I said, hey man, what's up?" He said, "What are you doing Saturday?" And I said, "I don't know. What do you, what do you want me to do?" And he said, "I want you to come down and uh, audition for a Cat on a Hot Table." I said, "Really? <laughs> I was kidding, man. I was just, you know." A little rehearsal fooling around. He said, no. He said, I don't want you to play Burl Lives. That's not the way. You don't have to. That's, I want you to read the play 
read the play. Don't just watch the movie. So I read the play and I realized that Big Daddy was a combination of the two most important men in my life was my uncle and my grandfather, both of them larger than life. So the theater was 25 miles from my house, and I don't know if I should say this, on, but I bought a six-pack of beer. And <laughs> Calm the nerves, maybe? <laughs> and I had drank four of them on the way to the theater. <laughs> Somebody else was driving. It's okay. That's right, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so we get in there, and everybody who is auditioning for anything is all in the, is in the audience. You know, ordinarily, you go to a casting director, and it's you, you and the producer and the casting director, so so. Everybody sees your stuff on this one. So he calls my name. I go out on stage, and he hands me a script. And I said, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know. How long ago was this, by the way? What year would this, this have been? This was been 1997, probably. Okay. 96 or 97. Okay. So um, I said, what do I do? And he said, go be this guy. And I thought... What's the worst that could happen? You know, uh, they're going to hate me? So what? So I just let it rip. (laughs) (laughs) And got the part. And I thought, okay, well, this this is cool. But I, I, it touched something in me. I I don't know what. Now, my oldest son and I, and Jamie, if you're listening to this, I love you, boy. Uh, since he about 16, we had been like this, mm-hmm. as quite often happens. He, at this time, he was like 21, 22, going to school in Austin. And he was coming over for a performance. And I knew he was in the audience someplace, but, you know, the lights, you can't see. And besides that, when I walked down on stage, Steve Larkin was back there. Big Daddy's in the house, and that's all I... Transformed it, into it character. Was amazing. I didn't know what was, I really. So there's a part in the second act where Big Daddy and his son Brick get in this awful argument. And I guess it was because in the back of my mind, I knew Jamie was there or something. Anyway, I got so mad at this young man that was playing Brick. I grabbed him by his collar and I started crying and screaming my lines at him. And this kid gave it back to me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we basically we had a fight on stage. We go backstage. I mean, it is dead silence. Nobody, no hoo ha and nothing. And I'm just sitting there with my head in my hands. So anyway, we go back on, do the third act. We come out to take our bows. I'm the next to the next. To the take my bows. I take my bow, and up out of the audience, my son jumps up. And the next thing I know, he runs up on stage wow and he grabs me and he said daddy i love you so much wow that was it you got you were you knew you had something in you at that point I j- well i no i did not know just I the j- fact that it was that powerful i on just stage. knew that wow you this stuff will this stuff will change your life because yeah. it did at that moment wow that's a, that's amazing that is a phenomenal story and and i guess at that point you were in teaching yeah point? i was principal at bryan high school principal Wow. And, and, and in a way, if you think about it, teaching is, you kind of are acting in certain ways. Are you kidding ways. me? That's where I got all of my training. Yeah. So I in, think that you a, kind of go in hand in hand. ninth grade science class. It was perfect. Because, you know, ninth graders, you can, you, they're a little older now. You can, sure. you know, and uh, 
I was a big ham anyway. No way. Yeah. <laughs> and they used to, my kids always used to say, we don't know what Mr. Larkin's going to do next. And we yeah. <laughs> so this was a natural transition for you. Okay, so you, you play the co- uh, cat on a, a hot tin roof, your big daddy, it unlocks something in you. This is amazing. You're like, wow, I, I didn't know I had this in me. Where did it go from there? This is the late 90s. Yeah. Um, at yeah. what point did you say, maybe, maybe I want to do something more with this? Because he didn't, you didn't get paid for no, that role. That's community oh, theater. No, 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 no. So uh, yeah. no, there's, you know, it was just something that I, I knew that after that, for, that I wanted to do this. I had no idea about doing it professionally, you know. So I can't. I tell you how it happened. I came home from work one day. My wife was the principal at A and M Consolidator, and she says, uh, "How'd your day go today?" I said, "Great. I quit." <laughs> what? Wow. And I said, I'm tired of working with people who don't like kids. And she said, well, what Which do you... Which is kind of important if you're yeah, a teacher. Kind of, I, I think... Well, especially if you're going to be a good teacher. I, I that, see, there's the yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. It's not, so she said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I think I'm going to sit on the dock of our pond and drink beer full time. It's good work if you can <laughs> get it. If you can get it. <laughs> what, what year would this be? This would have been 2001. Okay, so a few years after your, yeah. your first yeah, yeah. Uh, stage performance. Yeah. Have you done anything since then or in between? Uh, oh man, I did. Oh my God, one one year I did five plays. Okay, uh, you know. So, so after that, you started oh, acting. Okay, absolutely, and did a lot of musicals and st- you know stuff like that. All local to the yep. the Huntsville area, Brian. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, Randy was a gifted, gifted director, and, and they were. We had at one point we, in that little community theater. We had six people on stage that went on to become professional actors. Wow. In Bryan, Texas. How does that happen? Right. You know? Uh, so anyway, it just... And Becky looked at me and she said, why don't we go to Hollywood? Oh, hold on. So she's the one that suggested oh, this. yeah, man. I had... Oh, my goodness. Talk, talk about supportive right there. That, I assume this was one of these well, scenarios knew, where you were... She had a gold mine. <laughs> That's right. She's going to ride like, coattails to Hollywood. Yeah. No, 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 That is no. interesting. I would assume it was one of these things where you said, honey, um, I've got this acting bug, and I've quit my job. Because you said you quit your job. I, I assumed it was to, to go out and act. No, it was to no. drink beer professionally. And she yes. said, no, I don't want you drinking beer professionally. I think you need to go out to Hollywood and act. Let's focus a little bit more. You're still young. You're still young. <laughs> you can in a drink sense. beer in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But uh, we need for you to potentially get paid for this now. Yeah, so I, I was 56 years old. And I, and I told her, I, I said, why would we go? And she said, let's see if somebody will pay you to be an actor. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Don't be silly. They don't pay high school principals from Texas to come to Hollywood and be an actor. And she looked at me and she said, are you scared? Uh-oh. The spousal was, challenge. She was well, it's funny you talk about this, and I we're going to put a link to your IMDb in the description, and you see how many roles you've had, and it's kind of neat, like because you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. So you have experience, and then this this story you're telling leads all the way to that typical Hollywood story, and if there if there is a typical Hollywood story, yeah. you know, holy cow. Yeah. So I I she said that to me. And it just, it didn't make any sense to me at all. So I, for three months, you know, I wore out the knees and a pair of blue jeans praying over, you know, and every time I'd throw, you know, and I'd ask the Lord, well, what, and he, I just would get this feeling where he was up there saying, 
no, I want you to go out there. I want you to do it. Wow. So one day I called Becky into my office at the house, and on my computer screen, I had a beautiful white railing, Pacific Ocean in the background, and a glass of red wine on that railing. And she said, oh, my gosh, that's gorgeous. Where is that? And I said, that is from the balcony of your condo in Malibu that I just leased for a year. You'll see. We'll go. I won't get any work. We'll come home. At least you had a plan. You sure. Did, did you did you sell you the house? Just get here? off a bus and be like, "Oh, I need to get headshots." <laughs> yeah. Where do I get, where do I get <laughs> headshots? Kind of it, you know. Yeah. Did you sell the house here? Or you kept it. No, we kept it. Okay. Uh, my good. son and his family moved into it, and yeah. we took uh, her car, my truck, one guitar, and some clothes. That's it. We we bought it. That's yeah, not a long term plan there. But at least you brought the guitar along. We did. We did. You're going to have something to do while I'm sitting there waiting for the phone to ring. Sure. So you get to Hollywood, and um, I guess you start auditioning, I'm, I'm supposing, right? You're looking for things in, at that time probably in the newspaper, Exactly. Okay. No, exactly. There's a... There were no smartphones pub, then. There's a publication there that that, uh, that you get in all the auditions for independent films and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So um, the first year I did 11 films. Didn't get paid for a single one of them. They were all independents. Okay, so so you out there make 11 films and knowing that you're not getting paid, I suppose at this point it's just to get something on your resume to help you out? I just want to know roles? how to make movies because it's totally different from a, a play. Okay, so this was just, you were chalking this up to just straight up experience. You didn't care at this point if you were getting I paid. I wanted to know how, you know, the, the, my first... Sounds like one, audience of one. One of my first jobs, I, I, we were <laughs> sitting around forever... And I asked the guy, I said, what are we waiting for? And the guy said, well, we're waiting for the electrician to come move that stinger. I said, what's a stinger? Yeah, glad you asked it because I was about to. Yeah, and he said, well, it's that extension cord. We got to have uh, uh, a union guy move it. Where does it need to be moved? Well, just right over there. I said, heck, I can do that. Don't touch it, Mr. Larkin. Don't touch it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You you getting in a junior a uh, union guy's stuff now, and I it's the only time I'm surprised I, they didn't pay you though. Usually when there's a union involved, they have some type of. Well, that particular one, I played uh, Andrew Carnegie in Time Cop Two. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, the first Time Cop was fantastic. This so. was a different guy though. Okay. This I know Jason something Lee. And uh, so I, I did. I get, I get actually. I get. I got paid seventy five dollars for that one. Wow. Yeah. What did you do with all the cash? Um, bought beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sounds I. Like. So we've got your eleven films that you've done. Um, in the I guess, first year. Yeah. In the first year, that to me that sounds successful, even though there's no money coming in. At this point, is your is your wife getting a little weary? Or she's still enjoying the Hollywood. Are you kidding me? Lifestyle at this point. I made her a I made her a business card with her picture of her. She's asleep. She's very fair skinned, like you, redhead, and she's asleep in a lounge chair on the beach like this, and it said Becky Larkin, woman of leisure. <laughs> How did that go over? <laughs> well, it went over real, real well, but we had a seven hundred square foot condo. Mm-hmm. And we were together for the first time in our lives, 24-7. That's true, because both of you were teachers and working, and so, yeah, full yeah. time. 
So she needed to take some leisure time out on the beach, I assume. But enough <laughs> is enough. I finally, after about six months, went to her. I said, honey, one of us is going to have to go to really work. I'm either going to have to start getting a lot of jobs or you're going to have to go to work because right. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> well, good thing that didn't happen. It did not. And she got a job as a principal. And, and Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so you guys were establishing residency at that point, mm-hmm. um, it sounds like. And then, I, so what was your very first paying gig if you even remember i still like the idea she's like i'll just be a principal here well she has a business card that's a woman of leisure yeah, i yeah, gotta get me one of come those on. it's it's hard to go from woman of leisure to principal i would yeah. think <laughs> well you gotta be good you have to hit, she's a well those california schools are a little bit more relaxed right, she can be both at the yeah, same she, time she can, she can wow let me tell you that's just wow <laughs> oh that was i love it it's it's a different it's a different world well, we have listeners in California, so we don't want to upset them. Yeah, well, I, you know, California. I mean, he lived there. He's. I, I love right, the place. Right. He worked there. We'd still be there, except Becky wanted to come back to Texas. You know, and I was the damn kids. I was. I was. Yeah, I was sure that I had an Academy Award right around the corner. Yeah. Oh. You know, and the, and the awards are tonight, and I don't think you're going to hear my name. So uh, yet they are tonight, aren't they? Yeah, I told you. Oh, that's right. I, yeah, I, the Oscars have disappeared off my radar three years ago well they're just, longer ago than that for me oh, i think it's when the green book won i was like okay yeah yeah they have well award shows in general have not not just for, yeah. for movies music as well daytime tv it's they're just not what they used to be and i think it's just because there's too many other things there's too many other options but yeah we don't need to go on that uh, <clears throat> diatribe I suppose, but anyway but. yeah uh so yeah uh the first one may have been a movie called Portal to Hell. <laughs> Sounds yeah, well, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at your IMDb, and the titles of these movies are hilarious. Yeah. Like, it says the first one you're in, it said uh, it's about a stripper. At church. At church. Let me tell you what. This is a fab. It's actually been on, uh, on I think it was on uh, HBO. But a great story. Uh, based on a true all, story, all black cast except <laughs> the Sunday me. morning stripper. Sunday morning stripper. Sunday morning. You yeah, played yeah. Mayor Rimbolt. Mayor Rimbolt, played by Bruce Bruce. Bruce, you know the uh, big old black comedian, funny as heck. And then Ronaldo Ray, who used to be on uh, Sanford and Sons. Okay. These guys. Anyway, story of this this guy comes from Detroit. This preacher to this little bitty. T- church in the south and things are not going well at all the congregation is dream, uh, dwindling one day sunday one of his <laughs> this is great members sister wilma as the choir is singing sister william uh, wilma gets the holy ghost and starts taking her clothes off as one will do as one will do yes. i mean she became guilty filled became filled with the spirit well, suddenly, as you can imagine, church attendance skyrockets. <laughs> and uh, so my I Surprise played... hasn't been tried more often at yes, some of the, the churches around here. I played uh, Mayor Rimbolt, and I hear all this stuff, so I show up with my entourage, and we see this, and uh, the whole congregation starts taking This is clothes. behavior unbecoming. I'm yes, assuming indeed. that's the, yes, the, the tone you took, right? I ended so, up dancing in my tiger stripe uh, boxers. 
So when you get a, when you <laughs> wow, did you? So you must at some point have been taken over by the oh, spirit I was. as well. Okay, I, the whole congregation, we all got up well, there. And this, well, you can't blame her. What, what I love about these kind of movies is no one really thinks like, that's the whole idea of a movie. It's supposed to be fun and like this isn't an everyday thing. Right. And what I love is the idea of you going in, getting the role. And you're like, all right, we're working. And then you come home and you tell your wife about this movie you're in. <laughs> and you're like, oh, there's a scene where I'm in my, you know, polka dot underwear and we're in a church. And I'm dancing up on the altar. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what context? Like, what's, uh, you know. Just remember, honey, you wanted me to come to Hollywood. Yeah, that's right. It, you. We are here now. Yeah. That's this is what I do. I dance in my box. I could be sitting on my dock with a cold one in my hand. Yeah. It can make everybody think that's all I do is drink beer. But that kind of stuff's funny to me where you try to explain a story to someone else who's because not Because if you're not there, you're you just, just going to. Like, what? Are make your eyes roll back yeah. in your head, you know? Espe- but, yeah. Especially like the, the time and effort that to make a movie. Or to put on a play. It's just like everyone's so invested, but people who are not are like, okay, cool. That was a fun Saturday. And like, they're gone. Like, And these are not even a short film. These are not cheap products. Yeah. Right. You know, it takes a lot of money to do this. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was, uh, that was a, uh, one of my favorite. We filmed in Compton. I had to get there before sunup. And I always had to park quite a ways away from the church. And I had my hand on an item in my briefcase as I was walking. I know through. what item you're referring to. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. It's a Snickers bar. That's right. Sometimes yeah. he gets hungry. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. See that? Uh, <laughs> Felt was a well, lot of hungry. I yeah, that. Well, let's talk a little bit about the movie making world. Is like, You don't get a trailer. You don't have an escort. You know, those kind of things. But then certain movies, it's like the experience is just worth it, that. Yeah. And then other movies, it's like I'm literally getting a paycheck. I'm just going to show up here on time, and then hopefully we get out on time. Hopefully. Well, you, what you, you better show up and be ready. you got to just show up, know your lines, and be ready. I am no longer in a hurry for this because I've, once I became a – a, a member of SAG and everything, I realized, you know, you get so much money for eight hours and then time and a half for 10 and then double time after 12 mm-hmm. and at 14 hours golden time is triple time. Man, I don't care. Drag it out <laughs> right. as long as you want. Yeah, and I bet you a lot of actors are that way too. Oh, yeah, so these productions end up dragging on much longer than they're supposed to. Well, if you're waiting for someone to move a cord. Right. Well, that's true. That's I true. Mean, you're kind of. <laughs> this is why they put a pitch clock in baseball, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You, you bring a book. Just you know, no. do something. Play, bring your guitar. Well, let's. I want to talk about your couple of Hallmark Hallmark movies. Uh huh. And one thing that's I love because I love reading about productions of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like for example, there's a great book out there. I forget, I forget the author, but it's about the production staff of Hercules and Xena, and how when they first started that in New Zealand, how they're able to turn around four episodes a week with four different directors, same sets. And how they like really did it, and it made me think of Hallmark does that too. It's like the, I feel like they film like six movies in one location, and then like it, they, it's like oh, the mayor's house happens to be the husband's house in the next movie, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they may move a few pieces of furniture yeah. around, you know, but uh, those uh, they have a uh, Larry. Oh gosh, what was what's the guy's producer? I can't think of his name. Big anyway, he has a whole. Uh, production facility in Simi Valley, uh, city streets, 
mean, mm-hmm. you walk down the street, and it's an amazing. You're in a real city, mm-hmm. but you step around the corner, and that building, right. that building is this thick. There's, so there's, those little dreamy Hallmark towns aren't real? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, well, oh, no. it's, it's all in your... Oh. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it, they have You're they crushing got, me. They here. got it. They got it down. They, got <laughs> they it do, down. And, and they they produce so many movies yeah. every um, year, and it's it's they've got it down to a formula to where they can pump these films out. I'm sure. Well, if you if you watch it for Christmas movies, it's a boy and a girl, and they were in love. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's over and over. And there's over nothing wrong same. with that. But no, there's nothing wrong. It's a classic with, story. There are people like you either you either love them. Or just oh, right, you know. They, well, need, they need to throw curveballs occasionally. Like, do like Romeo and Juliet in the snow, and then the end, everyone's dead. Like, what is this Hallmark movie? Well, I, I've I've said for a while what <laughs> they need to crazy. do. If they're really looking for ratings, they'll do just their normal formula. Everything's going according to plan at the very end. They're about to have their first kiss, and he just pulls out a knife and goes. Yeah. Oh, he just freaks out. Yeah. What and just then, happened? And then screen fades. Yeah, screen fades. Phase. Right. <laughs> People would lose it, but Hallmark would definitely get some ratings well, think, there because it would be I, I so far out of what they normally they do. They did something like that with Lifetime <laughs> with Will Ferrell and, a, and another comedian actress, where they were in like a Lifetime thriller, but it was Will Ferrell, and like you couldn't take it serious because it's Will Ferrell. But it, the whole plot was a serious plot. But my favorite Hallmark movies are the ones if you remember back in the day, they used to, like Hallmark didn't have a channel; they had. Uh, the Hallmark movie on Mondays or something right, like that. Right, they'd have specials. Right. Specials. So right. you actually had some legit actor, like big production. It wasn't like the like Christmas movies where they're making 20 of them a year. Right. And now I think the last one I saw was The Christmas Train. It had like Danny Glover for like five minutes. Wow. And then it had uh, McDermott. Uh, I forget. And then Brad Prezi's wife was in it. The lady from... Uh, I don't know. I'm just going. Oh, on she on. was in a sitcom. Yeah, about a decade ago. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't those movies are always great because you see they spent all this money and it's just like this is the same thing. You could it's just, just you could have just yeah. done ten more other movies like this, and I think that's why they don't do those. I forget they call them like Hallmark uh, Legends or something. Whatever you know, what I'm talking about. I, yeah. I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. And there's some big actors in it. Well, I, there I are. was very impressed with with the. the, the the two that I was that I've been in, they I mean, it's, they were first class productions. Yeah. And it was, well, how about how about this? Let's hold on to Hallmark here till after we take a break. I think we're about at the halfway point here. If I'm if I'm right here, we're we'll, getting we're getting to the drugs after this. Yeah. 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 Well, we're gonna hit it in the break and the then come back. Dark side of acting. Yeah. Well, I figure we'll we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about the Hallmark, and then I also want to hear a little bit about your time in Hollywood and some of the neighbors that you had. I think you've got some pretty uh, interesting neighbors and friends that you made during your time, and we'll indeed. we'll cover that. So. Uh, We'll take a little break here and come back, uh, uh, audience of one. You are listening to Audience of One with Andrew and Dick, right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Also available worldwide on YouTube, Facebook, and Apple Podcasts. All right, welcome back to Audience of One with Andrew and Dick. We are still here with our guest, Steve Larkin. When we left, you were uh, about to start telling us about your 
your experience in the Hallmark movies playing Santa Claus. I can't imagine why you were I, cast I, I, I for Santa either. Claus, by the way. I don't way. either. You know? Makes no uh, sense to it, me. It makes no, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no sense at all. Um, so, tell, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Um, obviously, it's a role that you probably auditioned for. And um, the, the first one I, I did, I, I auditioned uh, for it. And uh, never, never heard anything. So uh, I got on my uh, Harley, and I was going to uh, take a trip up uh, Pacific Coast Highway to Seattle. And you know, it's just such a beautiful. Why drive. do you seem so much cooler than Pat? <laughs> like all of a sudden, you're telling, you're like, oh, I was got on my Harley, and you know, I'm just doing this beautiful ride. Pat is a mutual friend of ours, yeah. by the way, who yeah. happens to be Steve's son. Yeah. So if you don't know who Pat hey, is. Hey, Pat, Pat, what have you done that's so cool? Like, do you have a Harley? Probably not. Yeah, he has a truck with a, a pink piece of tape on the side. Were you it. Santa Claus? Sorry, Pat. Probably Pat. not. <laughs> sorry, Pat. Sorry, I, Sandra, sorry to interrupt you. Just, well, what are you he, talking he about? He can handle it. Like, I guarantee you, he can handle it. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. When you first started talking about your history with like in Brian being a principal, and then you talk about it's almost like you. You have another life that you did when you started this career of acting. Yeah, it's, does that make like because if I no because I, I feel like the story would be totally different if you were twenty and you discovered acting. Oh, I'm so glad that I didn't know that I could do this. Is it, it, yeah, because it's... because it is. You gotta understand when I go in out for an audition, an audition, I'm auditioning with guys that I've seen on TV and yeah. in the movies my whole life, and they're going out for the same parts I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you go out there and you're 20 or 25 or whatever, you're waiting for that one break that'll make it. And if you go out there like I did when I was 56, yeah, you're still looking for that one. Doesn't matter. You know, yeah. and... And so, how long do you want to hang on to it? You well, I, you you bring up a really interesting point, Dick. Thank because you. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's the one time yeah. he hasn't yeah. ever done this. This yeah. one time, mark it down, folks. Uh, yeah, right, let me write that down. Um, that you know, obviously, movies require different types of roles: mm-hmm. old people, young people, good-looking people, ugly people, blah blah blah. Ugly people, huh? Yeah, there's a role for you, yeah. potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and myself. Business is good. (laughs) So do you think that perhaps, uh, the fact that you started, uh, later in in a career, as opposed to 20 years old, that that sort of dictated maybe some of the roles that you would have got, including like Santa Claus and how different this maybe would have been if you discovered the acting bug at 20. Yeah. And I, of course it, it, at 20, I, 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 this, this was a no risk thing for me. Mm -hmm. Becky had retired from teaching. I had retired. We move out there, and we both got pensions. I, you know, I'm. Well, see, that's what I, I'm thinking right. to myself. It's like, no, I, how many people have done what you've done? I feel like there's not that many people that would say, you know, what we're going to totally change the trajectory of our later years in a sense. Like we're going to Hollywood. Why are we going? Because I want to be on a, in a movie. <laughs> Except that I never said that. Well. <laughs> Well, I meant more of just like when people hear it, they're like I okay. was the one saying, "Why are we going to Hollywood again?" Well, I, yeah, you needed you needed to be reared, you know. You had to yeah. be like, "Let's go," and uh, but because most people are like, "Let's just go to this island and retire and well, be you on know, your dock and drink beer." But my my daughter Stacy, when she of course you know when you're from Bryan, Texas, in College Station, 
and your principals at, to the high schools, and all of a sudden they, where's Mr. Larkin? Where's, well, he's in Hollywood being an actor, you know? And people would He's ask, lost it. Yeah. <laughs> he's and a hippie. He's a hippie. See, well, that, well, mm-hmm. uh, the, but Stacy says, somebody asked him, your parents are in Hollywood? Yeah. And Stacy said, yeah, my folks aren't afraid of anything. Yeah. But we just, we're too stupid to know. Well, they're smart. They, they y'all arrived after the Me Too mood. I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> if I had known how difficult it was, I wouldn't have gone. Well, I, you know, what's so bizarre with that is you see, cause I, I I've been for a lot of friends with the community theater here. We have two mm-hmm. two community theaters here, and a lot of them do. They do like a. It's almost like a try. Like a, they're a part of a band. They'll be here for a year, and then they'll save money, and then they'll go out and try to get like go to Atlanta or go like to the uh, hubs to get jobs. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come back and they'll still act, and then they'll go back out there. And it's it's almost like the industry has changed completely. It's a, it's a tough gig. It's where, a tough gig, man. Especially where you're, there's not like a central location anymore. Because that was the benefit of being in Hollywood. That's where everything was made. So it's like, oh, I can do commercials. I can do theater. Like, yeah. Theater. I could do sitcoms. I could do specials. I can do movies. I can do. But it's now, now you're going to Compton for a movie, and you probably had to pay your way to go over there. I and, you know, got in my truck and. See, that's what I'm saying. Then, loaded up <laughs> and it, went to Compton. Why? Well, well, I was growing up. I made movies, and that was one of my. I'm like, sorry, what? I made little little movies. You know, right, that's I was having be a segment. There you go. Well, I, uh, that's the first thing I learned was how hard it was to get people, and how much you really have to cater to people. And that's what I learned because I I did part time jobs on like HD TV shows here locally, and then I was like, you really have to have a lot of money to make this run smoothly. Yes, if you don't have any money. You don't know who's going to show up. Don't know if they were like, I'm here for the sandwich. Well, you better make, sure, right. better make sure you have the sandwich here on time. That's right. That's right. So, because that was part of my job was to get the coffee and everything. Because, you know, those guys that they're, they're the extras that work on these movies, yeah. they're making, well, when I was out there, they were making $57 a day plus lunch. And their big thing of the day was, Guess what we have for lunch today? That's yeah. because that represents a pretty good portion of their salary. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> that's why. That's exactly right. You know, and it's just we're getting tuna today. Yeah. And when we did uh, three sandwich. day old tuna, tuna yeah. sandwich. When we did Charlie Wilson's War, those of us actors, whatever, we're having, and we're literally having king crab legs and and prime rib. And the, the charcuterie boys, bless their hearts, are up, up at a food truck trying to get a sandwich and a glass of iced tea. Mm, the commoners. Yes, indeed. Should, should have been an actor. That's right. Should have been with the big boys. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So you got this this role of Santa Claus. You said you missed the, the first audition. You didn't get it. But the second audition, I guess, came up for Santa. Well, and you said, well it, I'm going to yeah, try this. I was... Um, or your agent, so I, I yeah. So I, anyway, I was on my I was on my Harley. I, I was oh, headed right. towards. That's right. I forgot about the Harley. Yeah, I did story. too. Uh, I was headed towards Seattle, and I had stopped in Cambria by Hearst Castle, and I was sitting on the beach watching the elephant seals. They're incredible. And my phone rings, and it's my agent. Oh my God, where are you? Where are you? I just left there two hours ago. I'm up at Cambria sitting on the beach. I'm being a man of leisure at the moment. Thank you very much. You know, I'm on my motorcycle. She said, no, no, you got to come back. Why? You booked a a, I I booked this Santa Claus movie. And you don't remember doing it? I don't. 
Or you got your dates mixed up or something? I, no, I, I never knew. They just called and said, oh, okay. I want this guy. Awesome. Oh, they picked you out. You didn't even have to audition I didn't for this audition. Well. They had wow. seen my other thing mm-hmm. and they said, well, let's use this guy. Awesome. So I said, oh, crud. All right. Now so, I got to work. So I got to get, <laughs> get back on my Harley. And I said, well, I'm going to take the back road. All right. I'm not getting back on the air. So I get on, turn off this little uh, two lane blacktop, and then it turns into a one lane blacktop. And then it's a one lane dirt road. And I stop and I said, yeah, I better get out of my map. Cause I, <laughs> and there's a herd of elk over here. You know, I am not in LA. Mm-mm. I hear a car coming and there's a Jeep coming down the road and it's the mailman. And this guy is about my age, got a beard down to here, really long hair, covered up in tattoos. And I'm there on my, looking at this map. And he said, hey, man, I, he said, are you lost? I said, now you got to have some idea where you're going to be lost. And I said, I have no clue. <laughs> he laughed and, and he said, well, what do you, he said, what do you, he saw my Texas license plate. He said, what are you doing out here? And I said, well, I'm an actor. I got to go back and do a part. He said, oh, what's the part? And I looked at him and I said, well, actually, it's one they should have hired you for because you look just like the guy who was Santa Claus, you know. And, ah, ah, ah. So he gave me some directions. He drove off, and three minutes later, he turns around, comes back. He has me in this car, and he said, hey, we're having a party. Uh, my club is having a party. Why don't you come? It was a motorcycle club. See, I told you. Cool. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, so I called a buddy of mine because he had heard of this club, and I said, well, what, can you find out about this? I said, yeah. And he called back in five minutes. Oh, my God. That was Tony, he is the founding president of this particular club, and oh, my God. And he's a mailman. And I'm thinking, who? So we show Am I getting in over my head here into something? Yeah. Uncharted so, waters. Well, yeah, I show up at this place. Uh, it's a public place, but we show up there on Sunday for a ride, and this guy comes up to my buddy. He said, hey, is Steve Larkin here? And he said, yeah, he's right next to you. He said, hey, I'm Dean. Tony couldn't be here, but he said that I am supposed to take care of you. And and I looked at Nick. Things were about to get weird. Yeah, I looked at Nick, and I said, let me tell you, I I can see where this is going, but, buddy, I am too old to be somebody's prospect. (laughs) (laughs) Shine, oops, shine and shining your bike and getting beers for you no 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 i'll i love you guys it's nice we'll play we'll ride but no this is this is not my style no wow that's what they intended it for you to be a prospect crazy he he really liked me and he wanted me in his club must be there's only one way you can get in the club you got to be a prospect and work your i guess so i thought this was gonna be a fun story where like you get a tattoo or something and then you get a roll out of it you're like yeah well no no he, I, he I would have had a, a role. Like, yeah, I did, been, I been I did get role. a tattoo, but all I got was a staff infection. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this guy's, you know, the head of casting over here. He brides with us. I'm like, oh, wonderful. I, Networking on the Harley. Yeah. But not that. Okay. Yeah. Oh. It was, so we really are going to talk about drugs. Y- <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, because, yeah. That was one of these, uh, this particular clubs, and I will not say the name, uh, unless they come looking for me, but that's how they finance their stuff. All right. There you go. So Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Indeed, indeed. Yeah, you were on your way back and got recruited. And so I, by a biker gang. I, yeah, and <laughs> I mean, come on, you, you can't make that. No, stuff. you really can't. You can't make that stuff. Up. I just yeah. want to know the thought process of that guy. Like, oh, this guy would be a good prospect. Like, I would. Why well, is, Tony, and I, we just really hit it off well. Well, yeah, well, I get that, and, but then, and, yeah, I, don't, I guess that's know, the way his world works. It's like, hey, I if we get new people, I can't be their friend unless they're a prospect, and they go through the uh, go through the process. All ages welcome. Yeah, right? Yeah. So. Fresh blood. Yeah. Yeah, here, let me see some of it. Yeah. So would yeah. this have been the 2018 Christmas at Pemberley Manor, or that, would this have been rekindling Christmas? <laughs> I'm reading uh, No, actually, this, so that was three, so there was also... Uh, Help for the holidays. Oh, I missed that one. That's right. Oh, so this is help for the holidays. Time. Help for the holidays. Okay, yeah, that's 2012. Well, well, let me ask you okay. this because looking at our IMDb, I, it says I you're credited with 26 one. roles. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more. Yeah. And that's just. The yeah, internet's it, always well, they wrong. Don't have, do they have any of the theater stuff on there? No, I think no. it's just. I, well, they Short have movies and. They uh, have a weird TV. rule where it's like you have to. You can't be like the man. You have to actually have a character name, I think. Hmm. To be credited, if they, but if they, if you scroll down, does it go down to theater? No, just, no. Yeah, there's probably, probably forty or fifty of those. It says actor, and that's it. So yeah. you definitely get uh, recognized as being Santa. I know when we were on the golf course, there were people coming up to you going, "Oh my gosh, this is Santa Claus! This is Santa Claus!" Obviously, that role that was, must that, have been a defining role in some way. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and, and fun and to play. For, it, it is, you know, for a long time, and I'm a, stupid. But I wouldn't let my agent uh, submit me for Santa Claus because I didn't want to be typecast. Cast. I knew that's where you're going. Yeah. And then I one day I realized that oh, Santa Claus care. money spends just as good as that's right. the murdering rapist that right, I had to right, play. You right. know. Uh, oh, that's so funny. it was. Uh, yeah. I bet your wife appreciated the transition to being Santa Claus instead of the murdering rapist every time. Unless it's bad Santa. That was a, yeah. now the, and I the bad guys. Are really a lot of fun to play, but it's, it's taxing. Like, it's like I did a lot of uh, horror movies. I love making them, but I can't watch them. Yeah, I, I, I'm in it. And I can't watch it. I know, I know it's fake, but I can't. I don't want to mm. watch it. So when you were out there in Hollywood, I, I know you mentioned this a little bit um, last time we were together uh, about some of the the neighbors and friends <laughs> that you had out there in Hollywood. I, ma- I imagine you've met all kinds of interesting people, but. I think you actually were friends with some pretty interesting people that were your neighbors. Well, yeah, I uh, I used to walk the beach with uh, Ryan O'Neill, and uh, we <laughs> long would, walks on the beach with Ryan O'Neill. Walks that's on the that's beach. really sweet. And I thought it was interesting because we'd always talk about. <laughs> he knew I was a former teacher. We'd always talk about raising kids, and Ryan is not known for his parenting <laughs> skills. Um, both of his kids, but anyway, uh, we'll leave it at that. He was a wonderful, nice guy. Uh, my next door neighbor, uh, literally, we looked off our balcony onto his home. Our seven hundred square foot place looked over his fifteen thousand square foot, three story mansion. Mm-hmm. That would be Mister Doctor Dre. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I think you had a run-in with him one night, right? I I, I did. Uh, actually, it was in the afternoon. I was um, laying on the beach, working on my tan, and a bunch of people came down from his house. And I raised my head, and it was him and his brother and kids. Going when you say him, you mean Dr. Dre? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so he's 
they've got this fishing pole, and they clearly do not know what the heck to do with this fishing pole. Okay. So I finally, I just, I get up and I say, hey, y'all, y'all having some problems here with this fishing pole? And he said, yeah. He said, uh, I never did too much fishing in Compton. <laughs> well, I, okay. I said, well, what you got here is a spin cast. Here's the bail. And I showed them how to do it, made a few practice casts, and here's how you put the, the bait on. Oh, thanks, man. And so they got it out there, and I went back down there, went back over to my blanket and laid down. And not too long, I hear yikes screaming. And they, oh, look, look, look. And they, they got a fish. And all right, that's cool, you know. And I open my eyes, and again, Andre is holding it up like this, and he's looking over at me. Okay, well, what do we, we got it. What do we do? <laughs> now what? Now what? Exactly. So, sounds like me. Yeah. 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 So I went over and extricated the fish from the hook, you know, and all this. And now you're best friends, and you exchange mm-hmm. Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's kind of place. Becky's out on the balcony working on her stained glass, and she hears Dre next door say, Hey, Snoop Dogg, move your car, fool. <laughs> she looks out, here comes old Snoop Dogg. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was that your only run-in with him, or did you have a... Uh, uh, actually, I actually, he had a 4th of July party one time uh, that the area of the beach next to his home for about 100 yards was empty. And it was owned by Mr. Sterling, who owned the uh, Clippers. Oh, yeah, Roger Sterling, yes. Yeah. And uh, he rented that for the 4th of July. And two days ahead of time, these 18-wheelers started pulling up on the Pacific Coast Highway and unloading. And they, on this space, they set up three gigantic Arabian tents with Persian rugs on the floor, golden chandeliers, big overstuffed couches on the beach. And, and and so the first tent you go in, there is Dr. Dre and his wife holding court, greeting guests. The second tent is uh, unbelievable food and all this kind. And the third tent, of course, is the booze tent. So my son Jamie and I and my agent were down walking on the beach. We were watching all the comings and goings. And, and I said, man, I sure would like to drink some uh, Dre's booze. Yeah, just Come just on. because it's his. Yeah, exactly, right. right? And he said, Daddy, there ain't no way. And I looked at him, I said, hold my beer. <laughs> Love it. And I go up there, and he, you know, he's got one of these guys standing at the entrance, and I went up to him, and I said, walk by the guy, I said, man, Dre shows a hell of a party, doesn't he? Said, yes, sir, he sure does. And I walked in, and the guy said, what can I get you? I said, May have a Tanqueray and tonic. He poured me a Tanqueray and tonic, and Jamie and Terry are out there, and I hoisted <laughs> glass. So you did the equivalent of just holding a clipboard. You're not supposed to get you in anywhere. You just acted like you've been like, there. You knew what you were doing. Been there a thousand like you, times. You know what you're doing. Santa, excuse me, Santa. Santa, 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 Santa excuse me, actor coming yeah, to Actor, you, 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 right, yeah, right. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So I didn't realize that Dr. Dre would have a big house in Hollywood. That's shocking to me. Um, yeah, right. And, <laughs> Billionaire uh, now. Good. When degree. he's uh, when he's working the the tunes over there, it'll, it'll make the light fixtures in your house vibrate. I'll tell you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I bet. Well, that is really cool. Well, and, and Snoop Dogg too, huh? Snoop Dogg and 
Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston down the, you know. Uh, wow. Well, your period of living in Hollywood, how long were you there? Eight years. Wow. So one year goal turned into eight. Yeah. Isn't and, that crazy? And and like I said, you know, Becky Becky just wanted to go home, and I get it. And uh, so we, we came home, and I said, look, I went to Megan. Can I go home? Said, yeah, we'll call you. And they do. So you're still uh, still answering yeah. the phone for potential yeah. roles and things. Mm-hmm. And I imagine uh, COVID probably did a number on things in terms of acting and trying for well, roles in right, a during way, that time period. In a way, because it helped guys like me because at the time, and even still, auditions suddenly became all video. Mm-hmm. You uh, Out there, you know, it's a big advantage to be in the room with the casting director. Sure. You can get feedback, but if everybody has to send in a videotape then you've leveled, leveled the, the playing, playing, field. playing field with everybody so it's so we you know auditions are kind of interesting um it seems like it's the only interview for a job where you're actually doing the job you know because when you're applying for a job you're interviewing it's tell us your strengths tell us your weaknesses and you're you're just you know bsing with people but when you're actually trying out for a role in acting you might actually even be reading a part of the script doing the actual oh, job and you are re- you yeah. are reading, reading the script yeah, yeah. Very yeah. different from any other um, Yeah, because they will send you job photocopied sheets of the sections mm-hmm. that they want you to do. And then you have, and here's the, the worst part is, you know, you'll get a call at 6 o'clock in the afternoon and check your email. There's an audition for you. You need to have it in by 11 tomorrow morning. Wow. So do you... Uh, aspire to continue doing this, or is this now? Are you kind of winding down? Or? I'm kind of winding down, but you know, if a, a, a good part comes up, yeah, sure, sure. He's, he seems flexible, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not well. When I called him the other day to to confirm the the uh, interview here today, I said, I asked him, did I, did I catch you at a bad time? He said, No, I'm just out in the greenhouse. I'm like, Oh man, he's got a greenhouse. So what are you what are you growing out there? You got to a hobby on the side? I don't know. Just vegetables. Oh, just vegetables. Just okay. Ve- just vegetables. Wink, wink, nod. Well, nod, well, got well it. we are in Texas, you know. <laughs> just because you live in Hollywood for eight years. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> so you're, uh, you do uh, woodworking he's actually and gardening? Really, he's actually really in that club. <laughs> right. He can't say he's anything, a, He though. can't yeah, say anything. Right, right, the motorcycle guy. Yeah, wink, wink. Yeah, I still um, love making uh, furniture and, and uh, gardening and... Riding See, that hog it, it's kind of weird. You have all these hobbies, and you seem to be good at them. How do you have, like, did you even raise your kids? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Pat turned out all right, but, I mean. Yeah, and it's just stuff like. Your wife uh, must be amazing. <laughs> I don't know how it happens. I know I got started in woodworking. I was on my tractor, and I was. Uh, smoking a pipe, and I'd set it down on the fender. And I turned and did something, and I drove off. And, ah, crap, where's my pipe? And I looked back, and I had run over it and oh. mashed it to smithereens. I said, well, I bet I can make one of those. Well, as it turns out, so I started making pipes and selling them. Mm-hmm. I get a couple hundred bucks for these things on. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah, they, yeah, no, they were, nice. I was ordering fancy woods from <laughs> Asia and all this kind of stuff. So I told my wife, I said, you know, there's a thing called an uh, Alaskan chainsaw mill that you hook these things up to your chainsaw and you can cut planks, you know. And I said, 
like to do that. And she said, well, how much is one of those? And she, I said, $500. And she said, you can't spend $500 on that. Oh. Well, yes, in, the mean, in the meantime, I was hired to host the Texas Forest Products video show or whatever, you know, and we had axe throwers and all oh, these. Oh, yeah. But there was a guy there selling sawmills. So I you know where this is yeah. going. <laughs> I did not buy a $500 Alaskan chainsaw mill. I bought a $10,000 oh, Hudson. Oh, my. It was there. Yeah, yeah. It was it there. there. Hands-on. Available yeah. for purchase. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. So, so you, you've gotten your use out of it then, I You bet. remind me of my friend Kurt where he has some land and he always has, like, he bought a backhoe. And I was like, what is a backhoe? And when I see it, I go, why do you have this? Like, you can't even, like, this is what you see construction people doing. Yeah. What are you going to be digging up? He just wanted, whatever I want. yeah, whatever he wants. <laughs> and that, whatever needs to be done. And you have this sawmill, I can just do whatever I want. That's, I just, I love doing stuff like yeah. that, you know? And do you I'm, still do any of that kind of stuff? Is oh, it part of your, all the time. yeah? All the time, yeah. See, that's what kind of stinks having like an interesting dad. Because it's like, can I ever be as interesting as him? Well, the thing is, you know, you, especially when you get old and retired, man, you better have a lot. To, you better yeah. have a lot of stuff set up. Well, I think that's why this acting thing was so, like, more people should do that. Because that seems like an adventure it in is, itself. And, so and it's yet like, every one of us is an actor. Yeah. Every one of us is an actor. You just got to be a good liar. That's basically what it you, is. You know, they say acting is... Uh, Living truthfully under imaginary circumstances, but I couldn't. Wow. I would. I would never want to. That's pretty deep, do, man. I would never want to do that, though. Oh, it's just it's so so much time. Like I, they were like over here at the Crichton Theater. They're like, oh, can you do sound for uh, some play about Pacific something? And I was like, okay, yeah, I can do it for a day. Like, oh no, we need you for four weeks, right? Every day, every day. And I'm like, and I don't get paid. No. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. you said everyone's an actor, and I think you're right. Anyone can act. Everyone can act, but not everybody can act well. There is no. A it's big on difference, the director. Right? It's all on the so, director. <laughs> it's not the actor. It's the director. <clears throat> and you know when you've got a, a good actor and someone who can't. So uh, you know, you say everyone's an actor. Maybe so, but not everyone is. is well, good and we can we can name people out <laughs> there that are big movie stars, but they're terrible actors. It's weird how that happens. Right place, right time, kind of thing, huh? Yeah, they got a they got a lucky break. Maybe the right look. Maybe they just have the looks, and that's I, carried I, them. That, that's what I got to think happened with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh no! Well, I think he did. A, he does a good job selecting roles now. That's like it works to his strengths. So Absolutely, it's like, he got mean, to that. Point I don't. And, I have a hundred words of dialogue. I'll do that movie. I don't have to really do anything. I just have to look. That's right. Maybe so, ride one of my motorcycles yeah. in or something. You know. Wow. Well, you mentioned something about raising kids. You have. Three. Three and mm -hmm. uh, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we're we're friends with with I think it's to be your middle, yeah, child. I know, past the youngest, youngest, past the youngest, typical, but, but your yeah, but your your daughter, I'm the youngest, mm -hmm. too. Uh, yeah. Stacy, Stacy, mm -hmm. uh, apparently a heck of a golfer. <laughs> you might say that. Yeah. yeah, I've heard a little bit about this. So, what? how does that happen with your kids to so become good at something? Like, do you just, when they were young, you do the Tiger Woods dad thing, or like you're no, golfing. I didn't do the you're, Tiger. You're golfing every day. No, I did not at all. I mean, it's it's we all it started out as, it's this is fun, this is a game, yeah, you know. And in Stacy's case, she tried every other sport and she sucked at them all. 
That's hilarious. Except golf. And then the first time I put a golf club in her hand, it just made sense. It was amazing. So she played collegially at Texas A and M. Texas A and M. And from here. there, she has continued on a career in coaching and in golf and everything she, else. Yes, yeah, she. Uh, when she was in high school, she started washing carts, working at the municipal golf course. When she graduated from A and M, she became the general manager. And then she moved from different clubs around uh, Texas. When we moved to uh, California, she became the general manager at Elkins Lake up at, up at Huntsville. And then the guy who was the executive director of the Texas Golf Association had heard about Stacy and interviewed her for the, exe- the uh, associate director or whatever. So she took that job, moved to Dallas, and then he left. So she's now the executive director of oh. the Texas Golf Association. But a heck of a player in her own right. Uh, let me tell you, she is, and I don't know if I'm, supposed to, if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I think she's, uh, she's finally old enough. She's just turned 50, and uh, I think she's going to play in the, uh, the Senior Women's U.S. Open this year. That's got to be fun. Wow. And uh, she has a very good friend of hers who is a member of the LPGA Hall of Fame who's working with her. And uh, she just, she loves to compete. Yeah, Pat has said that she is really, really good. Um, You said earlier that she is a plus two two. handicap. Good grief. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like I said, her style is if she's playing against you, even if it's me, her dear old dad, she wants her foot on my neck. Love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> well, I get that. Maybe I can go get a lesson you. from her. I get that kind of attitude from you. You gave her that attitude. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. No surrender. Yeah. No you, prisoners. You know, all, all, of my, all of my kids are much more competitive than I am. Much more competitive. I, I just love to. I'm competitive with myself. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and I tell you guys, and for all the golfers out there, you'll know. If all of a sudden you wake up one day and you can't play golf anymore, go to Hollywood. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a frightening thought, especially if it's something you've done for a long for, period of time. Buy a sawmill. Yeah, buy a sawmill yeah, yeah. and start acting. Make some pipes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's probably true with uh, a lot of people who've done something their entire life, and then all of a sudden and when it's, it's just, taken away from them and it's not on your own terms, it can be probably well, fairly Well, because you're, you're waiting to retire so you can do this every day. Right. And they're like, wait oh, a minute. Right. I can't. Well, that's what I love like with bowling is you you do three games in league, right? Yeah. But then when you do the tournaments, they have to do like nine games or whatever. Or more, you're like, depending. This is hard. Well, yeah. yeah that's a 16-pound well, ball. You're yeah. You wasted all of your good golfing years doing this dumb <laughs> acting thing. Yes, Gosh. right, right. You know, and <laughs> trying to educate kids. Yeah, what is what was up that all with about? that? <laughs> and Brian. Uh, <laughs> and Brian. Of all things, yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, is there anything else you want to uh, tell us here about acting? Something interesting that we should know about you? I want, well, I don't know. Interesting it is. My, my favorite close encounter of a third kind, fifth kind, whatever. I walked down, uh, wanted to get a cup of coffee at Starbucks. So Starbucks was about a quarter mile down the road. And so I walked down there and it was, they were slammed. I couldn't get in. So across the street, they, there was a coffee bean. And so I went over there. They're pretty crowded, but they have a real nice outside place. And so I got my coffee, and I was uh, looking for a place to seat, 
sit, and all the tables were full, but there was a one, one table that was just one guy, he was behind a, a newspaper, and uh, he was the only guy at the table, so I said, uh, excuse me, sir, would you mind if I shared your table with him? And Sir Anthony Hopkins put down his paper. Oh, my. And he said, no, mate, here, have a seat. Wow. And he stuck out his hand. He said, hi, I'm Tony. I said, uh, <laughs> I know who yes, you sir, are. <laughs> I know who you are. Wow. I'm and, actually uh, playing you in a movie. <laughs> yeah. And so we got to talking. He said, I can tell by your accent that you're not from around here. I said, no, sir. I said, I'm, I'm from Texas. And he said, well, what in the world are you? He said, you live out here? And I said, yeah. He said, what are you doing out here? And I said, well, actually, I came out here to see if I could get some of the parts that you're turning down. <laughs> he, says, That's great. he said, oh, you're an actor. And I said, well, yeah. And he said, how old are you? And at the time, I think I was 60. And uh, he said, how long have you been doing this? And I said, I did my first play when I was 50. And you came out here when? And I said, four years ago when I was 56. And he paused. He said, you know, you can't do that, right? I said, what do you mean? He said, you can't wait until you're 56 and then all of a sudden decide you're an actor and come to Hollywood. He said, are you getting work? And I said, yeah. He just laughed. He said, you can't do that. Oh, contraire, my <laughs> friend. Shows but, you what Anthony Hopkins Well, that's what I'm saying. The story, the, your story is very interesting because it's kind it of is. one of those things where you're like, I've never heard the statistics are not in your favor when you're talking about all this stuff. Yeah. And here it is. But but he, all he wanted to do was talk about me. And that is one of the keys, I think, to being a good actor. Because you're mm -hmm. always observing people. and Because there may be a piece of that guy someday that I want to add to a piece of me mm -hmm. in a particular role. And, you know, most actors are very... Are very curious and uh, they're really annoying. It was <laughs> they're mean, always working. Yeah, I'm like we get it. Yeah, yeah. Especially kids. Night. Like I really hate having the kids come in here. Mm. They're real loud and obnoxious. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I really hope I don't have a theater kid. Yeah. It's gonna be terrible. I did. Uh, I saw. I had. I worked with uh, Faye Dunaway and and uh, saw her have one of her legendary meltdowns on. See, I like that kind of stuff on, too. Oh, it was. It was just. It's not my kids. Really? Look at this. Front row seat. I'm telling you, you know. And yeah, because you hear a lot of these stories about actors and things behind the scenes, how they can be legendary a-holes and, and, and it's because people really nice let them. People. Yeah. And well, that's, that's what the, the great convergence of technology today. It's like you can't get away with a lot of stuff, especially like the, the abusive behavior in Hollywood. Like you can't get away with it anymore because people easily can record it. Yeah. I'm looking at Christian Bale. He got busted for yelling at somebody on set and it was like a, it right. was a tangent. And somehow right. someone recorded it. and Well, I'll I tell you one more, and it, and it just because I was doing this movie with uh, Faye Dunaway called The Seduction of, the Seduction of Dr. Fugazi. Ooh. Is this a big screen, silver screen movie? It was. Yes. Uh, I that read, title alone makes me want to see it. I uh, uh, don't, okay? <laughs> Do not see it. Uh, I've read two reviews. Uh, one said it was the one of the greatest art films ever made. We f we went to the Cannes Film Festival, and the other review was it was the biggest piece of caca that anybody, and which was pretty much what I 
So anyway, I go up and I know I'm this got this crazy that I that I got this, this is great uh, this uh, movie with Faye Dunaway and I'm so excited. Uh, and I get on set and ready to do the first scene, and the director comes to me. and said, "Well, we've changed the shots sequence. We're going to do this scene first. And I said, "Oh, okay, fine." And I go, <gasps> "It's me and Faye and this other." So we get out there, and the scene goes like this. There's three of us. One girl says her scene, her line to Faye. Faye says her line to me. I say my line back to Faye, so on and so forth. All right, so, all right, roll sound, roll camera, and uh, uh, rehearsal, and action. She says her line to Faye. Faye says her line to me, and I look at Oscar-winning Faye Dunaway, and I go... <laughs> director goes cut, cut cut i go whoa whoa geez what was that oh brain toot sorry uh let's try that again all right roll sound roll camera action she says her line to faye faye says her line to me and i go nah, nah, nah. Uh, we're, we're now over for two now you're and wasting time yeah Faye comes into my ear she said sweetheart What's the matter? And I looked at her and I said, you're Faye effing Dunaway. <laughs> That's what the matter is. Yeah. And she threw her head back and started laughing. And she and I just got on famously ever since. After that. Because That's all I it just, took. A little bit of honesty. You're, you're, you're Faye Dunaway. What do you mean what's the, yeah, what exactly. the matter is? That's, uh, I can imagine that's a difficult situ situation to be in. Uh, looking across and, and, and seeing such a familiar face that you've seen on the screen before and, and, and being so intimidated, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be on a level playing field with this person now. Um, wow. That, I, can, I can imagine how the words fail to come to your Yeah, mouth. you know, she's got one of those little metal gold statues on her, I, you yeah. know, and I've got one, but it's plastic, and a friend of mine gave it to me. <laughs> well, Not can quite you, the Can same. you imagine those scenarios with the, the famous people and, like, your on a scene with Tom Cruise and you're looking down at him. You're, you're, looking, at, down. you're looking down at Tom and you're like, I believe that let's was a see, short Let's joke. see where this magic is. Yo, and, I, bet, then, I bet that... And then he brings the magic and you're like, okay, I get there it There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we know why. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, she was amazing. She would walk in with a pair of opera glasses in one hand and her script in the other and her entourage was, would be it. around. Yeah. And when the, guy, when the guy says roll sound... The glasses go here. One guy catches them. The script goes here. Somebody else catches That's them. The Pro. consummate professional. And exactly Faye right. Dunaway has left the building. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, Steve, we appreciate you joining us this week, man. Right. Boys, I had a good you, time. You had the honorary, the honorary well, I'm not done. prestigious award of being our first. Yeah. I got a <laughs> question for Steve. Hope this doesn't shut you down. No, you know what? Oh, you have another question. I have a question well, for go Steve, for it. mainly because, you know, with actors, they, they really have no like break system they're just 100 percent going for stuff and what i love when i meet actors they start like there's certain ones that go into like oh the theory of acting what school did you go to did you go to the new york school did you go to the russian school of whatever that is but you being starting you at the start of 50 plus i think that's when people kind of see like this guy is not a traditional actor because the proper training wasn't there when he was younger so how do you feel about acting jumping in and did you identify like oh these people are clearly have a 
train of thought taught by this person or well i've got i got the perfect response to that i was doing a play in in la a bus stop mm-hmm. uh and i was the only la actor that was hired everybody else came from chicago and new york and we we're taking a break one day in rehearsal and sitting around and people they started talking about where had they had had their training one guy had gone to uh, one, one guy had gone to Juilliard. Yeah. Uh, one guy had gone. One had gone to the Royal Academy. They're going around the circle, and I'm going, "Oh God, they're going to get to me. What am I going to?" So finally, he said, "Steve, where'd you get your training?" I said, uh, "The public school classrooms of Texas." <laughs> he said, "What?" I was a school teacher. I learned. I had to learn how to make them laugh. Yeah. How to you know do all of this stuff and you know and i used to i get to play i'm a fisherman so i'd i'd come in i'd go oh god i got a stuffed up nose this morning i'd turn my back and i'd reach in my pocket and i'd pull out a green plastic worm and stick it up my nose they go (laughs) and then turn around to the kids and i had this green slant you know i mean that's and so they said so anyway this one guy who went to the juilliard and said you mean you've never had an acting lesson I said, no. And he looked at me. He said, don't. They'll ruin you. Well, because yeah, that, it, it, acting is one of those things that you, you really don't, there's not like a perfect answer or a perfect path. And then you get some people who are insanely talented, but you never see them. And then, like, you go to the local theaters here, you see some really talented people. Let me tell you what. This and They're awesome. Yeah. And then you can definitely tell people who are not talented. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think it's just... I don't know. It's crazy. The best directing I ever had was from Randy Wilson. That very first time I stepped on stage, I said, "What do I? What do you do?" He said, "Go be this guy." Yeah, and that's that's just that's what I try to do. There you go. What what, what's your hat? What is that? Pardon me. Your hat, Luau Larry. Oh my! Oh my! Oh, uh, Luau Larry. Uh, It's on uh, Catalina Island, and I have a dear friend and his wife who lived on a fifty-six foot lovely boat out there and we go out there for a a week at a time and uh this is just a great little bar there and uh yeah okay i was wondering i I don't know yeah you may have been another golden story in there you never know well there probably is me and dre were out on this boat one we had a drink 14 beers (laughs) while doing tequila i know it makes it sound like i'm a lush but that's not true. that's the only way i get that hat yeah, that's right. That's so. right. That 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 and twelve dollars, and and you get the hat. You know, <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you for uh, having me, fellas. What, what does the future it. look like for you? What what what's the next? You're going to be an astronaut or something? Like uh, I feel like there's something more in the, the tank. You know, I I don't know. You know, I survived this whole heart thing, and and so uh, the, the doc said you can do whatever you want to do. And so I don't know what I want to do. So now you're going to be in the Iron Man? No, I'm, I'm, I think Becky and I are just going to get in this new motor on that we haven't driven anywhere yet. Yeah. And just go. And just go. And just be gone. Well, you're welcome back to the show anytime. <laughs> I may, you may get a, a text from me saying, come back in. We, just uh, we want to talk me again. and I'll tell you. S- some more adventures I'll... from Steve Larkin <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> well, we should just Thanks. get Pat on here and compare him the whole time. Well, yeah, Pat's, yeah. Where did it put us on together? Oh, yeah. we'll see. Maybe we'll have to put that together. I like Pat a lot. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he clearly had done a good job raising yeah. kids. So, Well, we're very, we got lucky. It's hard, as everybody knows, raising good kids is not easy. 
and it's, it's just hard. And Brian. What's your thing with Brian? Just, I just love, I love I have a bunch of friends that are from there, and I love Brian. Try Mayflower, Arkansas. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is a real place. I think I've heard of that place. Yeah, well, how many people? Like two thousand people live there. Or something yeah, like a little that? bitty tiny on, yeah. Lake, on Lake Conway. Yeah, Mayflower. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Steve. Thank and uh, I look forward to checking out these movies, especially the seduction of Doctor Fugazi. It looks insane. Just I like the stripper insane. movie. We're gonna we're gonna have a whole movie thing. That's uh, right. We're gonna have a Steve Larkin watching. Right? Yeah, if you can find him, good luck. And, and if you can't, I'll bring my copy over. That's funny. <laughs> Sounds good. Excellent. Thanks. Well, thanks again, everyone, audience of one. Thank you for listening. Wednesdays, ten a.m. Uh, right here on Conroe's 106.1, 104.5, and IRLoneStar.com. Of course. You're going to make fun of me. YouTube, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, Apple Podcasts. Audience of one. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Until next week.